0: Everyone. Welcome back to Vicious Cycle, the only comedy podcast about periods, <laughs> the comedy podcast about periods, your comedy podcast about periods, a the comedy, comedy podcast, about periods. a uh, <laughs> eh. that one of two. Who knows? Wow. Well, uh, Kate, first of all,
1: Kate dragged Meg so hard our last episode about
0: her <laughs> intro because this is Meg T. And Hi, that was Kate's rebuttal. Yay!
2: Hi, everyone. Obviously, we're all incredible at this. Incredible. I'm
0: Kate Elston. I'm Meg Trowbridge. And I'm Meg Hayes. And, listeners, you are listening to three gals who got away this weekend together for a little mini podcast retreat in which we talked about the podcast for, oh, 20 minutes? Yeah. Otherwise, we just yeah. sang songs, ate food, swam in lakes. Danced. Uh, we, we danced nice dance like dance everyone day. was watching. We had fun. It's we. It was kind of, I think I remarked on the way back, it was like a two-hour drive back, I was like, how is it that we spend so much time together we talk to each other many times a week and we still have things to talk about. Yeah. We haven't yet run out of topics. Yeah, we shared,
1: like, I feel like all of us had at least one brand new story on the strip. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Some good ones.
1: Yeah. Too. We def- Which we will not be repeating. We will here. not
0: be sharing. Um before we go on because I do have an update that the Megs know about but the listeners don't. Um I do want to say that we're so excited for this episode. Um we are talking to the one and only Sasha Piton. She had it was form- formerly the Mormon Hippie on Instagram, then the Confident Hippie. Now she's searchable by her handle which is the Sasha Piton. That's P I T O N. You can also Google her or you know search her and she comes up as Confident Hippie as well. She is a fantastic um like Hippie guru, like yeah. mother goddess, like spiritual being who we yeah. just had so much fun talking to. The reason we talked to her is because uh, when she was in the LDS faith at Practicing Mormon, she sort of went viral for calling out the leaders of the Mormon church and saying, hey, these garbage pieces of underwear that you make us wear as Mormons, they're making my vagina itchy and scratchy and I can't breathe in them. So... Uh, the New York times wrote about her. Uh, we, we talk about all of that, but that's why we reached out to her. Um, since we spoke with her, which was like months ago at this point, um, Sasha has left the Mormon faith and she didn't said she kind of didn't want to stay in a faith that didn't align with her ideals. Um, which I think you'll get kind of like a sense of that in Mm -hmm. our interview. Like she's very upfront about her disagreements with this religion. Um, but, yeah, she said she stands by everything she said. Um, she makes it clear throughout the interview. And then, you know, when I reached out to her recently that, you know, she doesn't p- pretend to speak for the entire Mormon faith. So this is just one person's kind of viewpoint. And so, yeah, since we talked to her, she's left the faith. But I think this interview is still super fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're
2: delighted that she spoke with us. said it for everyone to hear it. She dropped a like, like, I remember just, like, having a moment where I had to, yell her name aloud to the heavens because she just yes. drop some truth bombs uh, yeah we we talked about
0: like yeah like i said like the mormon underwear debacle we talked about how periods are addressed in the mormon faith we hit our sweet spot with her which was talking about shame and bodies and religion and mm-hmm. we just had a lot to say so if you are at all someone who is a recovering <laughs> catholic or mormon or anything i think this is really going to be an interesting conversation um, okay, I have an update about my period. Uh, the Megs know. Uh, when we were on our trip, our delicious trip up north, northern California, um, my period came early as fuck. It was like seven or eight days early. I just wiped one night, and there she twas. Crazy for and me. And <laughs> it's so crazy for me. I'm like clockwork usually. So who knows if this is like a COVID remnant or something. But... I thought, please, someone explain this to me. Why is it that when I pack for a two-night trip, I pack eight pairs of underwear (laughs) because I'm worried that I might shit my pants that many times? Right. And God forbid, I'm left without a spare underwear. But why is it that I look at my my menstrual cup, my diva cup, and I go, (laughs) not you, friend. Not you, never you.
2: Like, it would have been... Once a month to me. And how many times do I ship myself a year? <laughs> no. It's a unique risk we take every time we
1: take a it, weekend away. It's down to a half dozen. You know, makes <laughs> really working hard.
2: I put the work in.
0: I had to rely on the kindness of my blows to pump my vagina full of cotton that week. I'm very surprised that we had that many
1: tampons. Yeah, between And us. we could
0: have gone to a store. We could have. We
1: could have. We could no. have. We didn't. It we wasn't did in the to.
0: cards. It takes a village, everybody. It was going to be village. the... T-
1: and also, we were in the home of a gay male couple, so... Pretty far away from uterus havers, I would suppose. Like it's not like we were in a house of a gal pal, right. With a uterus that's like, just look behind you, look under your seat. There's yeah. tampons everywhere. Tampons, tampons. tampons. <laughs> so it's like, it, Meg and I really were your only hope. You Luckily, were my heroes. We I came through. It. We were open. But open I don't know,
0: is... like the the space my menstrual cup takes up in a suitcase is infinitesimally – it's not that small. And <laughs> that's not the word either. But it's way smaller than eight pairs of underwear. Right, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway.
2: I know at this point it's a habit where every time I p- pack, my, I just have a little Ziploc of menstrual goodies, including my disc, uh, usually like a couple light day tamps just in case, and some liners just in case. And it's – yeah. And I so rarely – well – it's cause, b- because I've been burnt so many times, I'm like Pfft, yeah. like I'm gonna go anywhere without it.
1: I mean, I do what I would assume a lot of people do is I just scatter tampons in every bag sure. put one in every piece of luggage that I use, and then I'm just like, ooh, a treat, so now I have to restock <laughs> restock my massive luggage I brought yeah. to our two day weekend. <laughs>
0: It was all tampons. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for being there for me in my time of Bleed.
2: It was very fitting. I was proud. I was proud of all very of Very fitting. Me too.
0: Any updates from you guys? Re, periods, or getaway?
1: I'm having a fun time with Stardust. Clap oh. to yourself if you're listening and you've tried that app. Um, because they do not sell your data. They just have really cute little updates. Cool. like I, one simply said hungry <laughs> question mark. That was that was my notification for the day. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Yes, always. I <laughs> so I need to like maybe uninstall and reinstall it. because um, it's like I I had the older version and then like days after, We recorded that episode where I talked about it. It had an update, a big update. Because when I first installed it, it only had like... Well, because we
1: talked about it, Meg, obviously. We talked
2: about it. They Um, got millions of traction followers. (laughs) We are trend makers.
1: Within 48 hours, there you go. What can we
2: say? It had nothing to do with Roe v. Wade being overturned and privacy being a main issue for women. Um, But they had a big update because when I first started... It only had three things you could enter, like symptoms, flow, oh, yeah. and something else. And then now it's it's got a shit ton of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I've now entered two cycles in it. And even though in one part it's like, okay, you're on day three of your cycle. Overall, the app thinks that I'm three months late. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to like uninstall, reinstall, delete it, do something, because it keeps. Oh, the, it's do a,
1: like a different email.
2: But every day. It has a new thing to say about you being late, which is pretty funny. Oh man! <laughs> Have
0: they? Is re- it been a new one every time? Yeah, every time hit, I check hit it, hit us with
2: hit us yeah, with what are some these of these notifications. So let's see. So today, today it says Marilyn Monroe was famously late for all of her meetings. So you're extra chic this month. <laughs> Period. Forty nine days late. <laughs>
1: It's great. That's amazing. Yeah. How much original copy did they create? That's I mean, honestly,
2: I, really I someone has a lot of fun writing for that app. I love it. Oh, my gosh.
1: Although That's the, super fun. That's the, tragically,
2: they changed Constipation.
1: Oh, they did? Yeah. That's really That's sad. Bullshit.
2: But tragic. It's tragedy. It's and I hope political. they hear us. It's, it's so political. political. <laughs> it's all political. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, any other updates? Anybody? I mean, I'm in between. I like I, we've talked to each other all we can talk.
2: Right. It, exactly. I don't know if we'll include this, but I do remember us getting to the house maybe after lunch one day or something, or maybe when we got in and like we all ran in, like we had to use the bathroom, like number two. And Meg was like, We're synced. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: <did say> that. <laughs> we were synced because we had all just eaten like creamy blue cheese yeah. salad dressing. I like, yeah. need the bathroom. <laughs> It, 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 now. <laughs> it in all of us. <laughs> we have a phone call. Should I play it? Yes. Plus, absolutely. I actually think this might be two and one. I shmushed together. Cool. I'm the
2: same person.
3: Hey, vicious cycle ladies. It's been so long since I've called, which makes sense because I just came back from my well woman exam for the first time in three years. Wearing a paper mask with a paper gown. It was super stylish and horrible. And talked to my doctor about going off hormonal birth control, which is, like, a big deal for me because I haven't been off of it since I was, like, I don't know, 13. And so it's been, <clears throat> I'm not going to say math, but a few decades. Uh, and so I'm just going to do it. And I thought, you all can come along to the journey. So I'll call you when I go insane and realize that yeah. I have hormones. Um, And just to top it off, I was watching a video of a guy playing piano and moved me to tears. And this is while I'm still on the pill. So (laughs) we're in for a wild ride. Um, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for bringing some amazing content to us for this crazy dystopian uh, afterlife that we're all in. Uh, Love you all again. Goodbye. (laughs) Last month, I called because I had my first True blood period uh, after having been on the pill for my entire adult life. So I've recently gone off the pill. I found myself bleeding while camping in the woods, of course, uh, hiding from bears. So this month, complete polar opposite, I'm finally getting to live my dream of refusing to go into the office while I'm on my period. I mean, it actually started when I was at the office, fun fact. But it was like, okay, done. You can't make me go in to work. I did that yesterday. And today I was supposed to go into the office. I was just like, no, I don't want to. And I much prefer being at home, working from home, and just like occasionally going into the bathroom to bleed and make some guttural noises. But I would just really not be okay with making it to the office bathroom. Uh, And it's a lot better, and now I'm just sitting here with my heating pad and decided to call and say that you know it's a great privilege to be able to do that, and I'm so glad to be able to flex that privilege this month, yeah, so we'll see if I'm able to keep it up um but yeah, so far, the blood is not nearly as heavy as it was while camping. that was whoo intense. I mean like full through multiple things I mean, I did that about yesterday, today is a bit lighter, so we'll see it's just a little bit heavier on the like weird pain feeling that goes through your legs it's delightful i've forgotten how like deep the physical <clears throat> symptoms can be sometimes <laughs> oh it's awesome anyway you guys are awesome too this is great uh i'll be sending more bottles <laughs> love y'all bye
0: Ah, uh, what i love about that call is how like stoked she is to be on her true blood which true. is a true, true blood. blood but i true i I, I can period true blood period love it I, but i i can totally identify with that it's like this fucking hurts it's it's like longer than normal it's heavier than normal but like what a fun feeling that's mm. how i felt when i first went off birth control mm. it's very so, exciting glad we were there for you caller
1: yes yes and of course if you love birth control, we love you for it. Of course. If you hate it, we love you for it. Yeah. We're here for all of it.
2: I mean, bleeding while camping is just, you know me. I love a bleeding while camping yeah. story. And so it was just nice. I, I'm glad that the bleeding, <laughs> that only while out in nature did her body really just go full force. And then I was like, I okay. mean,
1: we have been told by multiple people to bleed into the dirt.
2: Yeah. mm Mm. So mm. I don't
1: know. There might be some there's just a weird force field.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Your uterus is like being summoned
0: back to Middle Earth or something. <laughs> 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 um, well, let's get into Sasha's uh, interview because Sasha gets gets real nature y and okay. spiritual with us, so let's let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's do it listeners we are so delighted to have sasha piton on the show piton i said it that's right did it you did great thank you um (laughs) sasha piton lives not in paris but she lives in idaho falls
1: Um, (laughs) the paris of idaho it's so yes it's so true
0: um she sasha converted to mormonism in 2009 and goes by the mormon hippie on instagram um, she had a post last year that went viral. Um, it was a message to the, the president of the LDS church about holy undergarments and, you know, and how restrictive they are. And Sasha directly or quoted, my vagina has to breathe. Uh, so that's a quote we love. And when we saw yep. that, we knew uh, that we had to talk to her on this podcast. Because what is this podcast if not talking openly about our body parts in the face of religious Authority.
4: Yeah. And vaginas being open. And vaginas you know? yes.
0: being so open. We a are as br- open as vaginas. vaginas. Yeah. They're yeah. as open yes. as they come.
4: <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, my gosh.
0: We're going to have so much fun. Sasha, thank you so much for being here on Vicious Cycle.
4: Can't wait. So excited to be here.
0: Yay. Okay. So let's, for anyone who didn't catch the, the viral video that went on Instagram or the ensuing articles, please give us a rundown of what this this call to the mormon president it's called a president right yeah he's called the president or the prophet Pro- mm. okay so what did you tell this prophet <laughs> about holy undergarment
4: the thing is is that women and and men we all when we choose to go to the temple we take on the garment and they're just a top and a bottom mm. that are cotton or stretch cotton or whatever but i just a few years ago they switched how they manufacture them so they're just very cheaply made to make them more affordable for those in developing countries that have a subsidized ability to purchase these garments. So I just used to be able to work out in them and wear them all the time. And then a few years ago, I stopped. I was like, ooh, that is not possible anymore. (laughs) Like I'm getting some friction, some heat, some, some the heat from my undercarriage was getting overwhelming. (laughs) And so I stopped wearing them working out but for a split sec, right? Because we're told, especially when we first take them on, like we're basically told like wear them always unless there's an activity that you don't wear them in, which a lot of people associate with sex, swimming, Mm Like if I was in a show when I did theater, like I wouldn't wear it with a specific costume if it wasn't appropriate, things like that. But for the most part, like you just wear them most of the time. Well, post heat in my undercarriage with some rash and some things. I wasn't able to sleep in them. I just realized I needed to get air to my vagina. Yeah. And so I, just, I had a split second where I was going to God being like, am I cool? Like, are we cool with this? Like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. This is just a principle. Like, this is mm-hmm. something between me and God. This is not about like worthiness or what this means as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, I checked myself and I moved on with my life. Well, then on Instagram, I made a comment about how whenever they changed the fabric, I couldn't start a out in them anymore. And within 24 hours, I had over 1300 messages wow. of women being like, girl, I ain't playing. This is not fun. Like explaining all these scenarios in which garments were not conducive to the female body in not only for me with working out, but in childbirth and periods in like post C-sections after hip surgery, like all these crazy things that I'd never even thought of and don't have personal issues myself. But uh, it was a quick, holy hell (laughs) to which I then made a post that was like, the biggest thing was like, holy shit, all these women feel alone. And that's insane to me. Like, we're not alone. This is a, this is a community thing. This is not just like a one-off. So I basically made a post of me and a picture of lingerie. Like I was in lingerie, which is delightful. Mm. And I basically said like, y'all, yeah, my vagina needs to breathe. Like if you're not alone in this, like share your experiences. And within, I would say a few hours, there were 700 comments on this post all about like, holy shit, I can't breathe. Like I have these um, skin rashes, the garments are horribly made. And then someone else was like, I used to work for the distribution center. They're actually treated in formaldehyde, they're bleached. Mm. So there's all these things that they do to treat yeah. fabric, which happens a lot in and fabrics yeah. and clothing. And in tampons. Totally. And so it was just like, what the hell are we all doing? And then women were telling me struggles of infertility. And finally they would have a doctor who was LDS that was like, quick advice stop wearing your garments because you're infertile because you keep getting back to back (gasps) utis and your body can't can't do all these things so stopped wearing their garments for six months pregnant
0: wow and and i wonder men have to wear these too right yeah so is it are are men as constricted are men feeling as rashy as
4: uncomfortable or is it i would say No, I did get messages from men. In fact, after the New York Times article hit, I got a message from this man. He said he was in his 70s. And he said, thank you. I've been going to my leaders for decades oh. about how the struggle is with these. Cause he's like, he has really sensitive skin. So he has his specially made to put the seams on the outside, then the inside, oh, wow. but they would still cause chafing and bleeding to oh. which he's just been dealing with it oh. for five decades. And this is all in the name of a
0: rule in the LDS church. Just like you have yes. to wear them for modesty as a reminder
4: to be pure The truth be told, it's really a reminder of the sacredness of your body. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when we go through the temple, we get a blessing on every part of our body that is for health and strength and connection to divinity. Like in its purest form, it's a really beautiful concept, but it is, it's meant to be a reminder of like the goodness and the divinity of our bodies to connect to God. But I think we get a little bit law of moses in this church and Mm -hmm. when we like nitpick it and then we garment check other people and we determine their worthiness or their like validation as a human being based Ooh. on their garment lines, like it has gotten so out of hand and so not away from, I think the actual principle of what it's in a beautiful way meant to do. Yeah. And so when I started talking about this, I was like, if there are reasons, like women were sending me photos of their legs, just mm-hmm. like covered in rashes and hives and like oh. soaking in a bathtub, like this is what happens after I wear my garments. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh.
1: God,
4: stop wearing them. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Why are we sacrificing our health? And yeah. so I started to become the spokesperson for like, if this is not fitting into your life, you got to go to Jesus. Like mm-hmm. if this is who this is about, y'all, why are we talking to these human beings and these male leaders that don't give a shit about our vaginas or mm. are not like seeking awareness about our vaginas, right. you know? And then people would say they would go to their leaders and some would like still let them go to the temple and some would not because <gasps> they weren't able to wear them. Wow. wow. Like so when so we were having C-sections. <laughs> and complicated like c-sections and then like these crazy things would happen that she went to her leadership and was like yeah i can't wear my garment bottoms like because of my scar and he was like well you can't go to the temple that's this outrageous is...
0: i mean i had a c-section oh and God. after that they give you like the meshiest highest grandma underwear just Tokes. to like protect that
2: tender yeah. region
4: yeah.
2: yeah and so it sounds like there's only one like approved manufacturer
4: or- correct because they're distributed okay. and made by the church okay. and for, this feels like a mo- racket I mean, girl <laughs> girl and as someone that's a curvier woman like I am a plus-size woman who is beautiful and curvy in every in all the good ways yeah. and I they're not even built for me like I do I have been getting mine specially made for two years because the dunk in my mm-hmm. ass could not ha- like it wasn't being covered and they were sliding down and so all of a sudden I'm like they're meant to be this sacred reminder but I'm literally adjusting my underbritches yeah. all day long. Yeah. Because that's my that's not ass is modest big.
0: if we're going to talk yeah. about. Exactly. Modesty. <laughs> that's
4: truth outrageous. Truth be told if that. Yeah. And so, so do you wear them with underwear? So are you asking about me personally or the church? Does, Jesus one, does one wear them? Like are you supposed yes, one, to wear them without? Truth be told they added that to the handbook about two and a half years ago that women could wear their bra and underwear under their garments because initially it was instructed to your skin. Mm. So when I went through the temple a decade ago, it was instructed, wear them to your skin. And then a few years ago, they added this in the handbook of like, you can wear underwear to which people, some people were like, why did they have to put that in the handbook? I'm like, because of the people in the world, in this church that take it so literally that they have to wear it to their skin. And so when they're on their period, they're literally bleeding through everything or like bleeding, you know, like, and they're white and they're meant to stay white. And so all of a sudden they're having to rebuy this white friggin' underwear constantly because it's Getting bl- bled on, you know, yeah. it's just, it's an after childbirth, women are trying to wear them really not, I don't want to say too soon, but just trying to honor, like, what in their mind, the promises that they made to God. And so they're putting them on and they're bleeding post childbirth. Mm. Like, oh my God. Trying to figure out how do I do all this stuff. So they put in the handbook, like, by the way, ladies, you can wear your underwear underneath the garments. To which, after I was in the New York Times, a lot of haters messaged me and were like, you're a despicable human being. You should just wear underwear underneath your garments.
1: Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Dude. Okay. I grew up extremely Catholic. I went to Catholic school for basically 20 years. Um, so I'll just say religious people can be the most judgmental people <laughs> on the face of the freaking Preach. earth. And it's like Preach. literally a sin to be judgmental. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have an opinion about someone living life. The bonnet she wore
2: last week. Oh
1: (laughs) my god! And also the fact that people are gatekeeping people that have just had children in a church that, similar to Catholicism, preaches like large families, like go make babies.
2: But don't tell us about it. But don't tell us
4: about it, and don't don't like address it. Don't struggle afterwards. Just
0: have a baby. Yeah.
4: Truth be told, my Do friend Afton, we there. met we met because of this scenario. I had found out that she had traveled all over the world and had discovered that women were having issues with their skin in really humid areas and really hot. So oh God, she, she yeah. had a she got an appointment with the church garment department because she has friends in high places. And she had a 32-point PowerPoint slide yes. presentation for them about the issues, the struggles, like wow. recommendations kid you not the response of the man that was in the room was we are talking about sacred things not here for gore <laughs> literally they said not here for gore because she was talking about the struggles of periods post-birth and also the way that they treat the fabric is affecting women with hives and eczema in these really humid hot and especially developing countries yeah. gore yeah. Gore. Yeah. gore gore that's
0: outrageous. <laughs> and you know all those gory movies that have to deal with you know secretion
1: it sounds like we could just be (laughs) making horror films about like the lived experience of living Mm -hmm. in our bodies right Just like making money on scaring Mm -hmm. men
0: oh man so so how do you then personally sasha uh, engage in holy undergarments now like and and has it changed since that post or yeah
4: It has changed. Um, and part of it, it's interesting because I went through a struggle where, so when I initially posted that, I just wasn't wearing them when I was working out or sleeping because I just wanted to sleep naked. And then also when I was working out, it was just without them. Um, And what's interesting, so this last January, like, so that happened in July, Mm -hmm. that post, everything was in July. And then this past January of 2022, I broke out in hives all over my body Mm -hmm. for some allergic reaction to something. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. And for a week, I was just like bare ass naked in my room, like just Mm -hmm. miserable. Like I could show you pictures just all over my body, Mm -hmm. like literally head to toe in my scalp, in my hands, in my feet, thighs, butt cheeks, all over everywhere, my breasts everywhere. And so- what was interesting is that after that, like I couldn't wear anything for like a week. And then after that, like every time I put on my garments, I was getting a rash again. And I was oh. like, this is so weird. Did these hives like change the pH balance of my body? Like what yeah. is going on? Like, It really has been a struggle even with other fabrics too. Like it's not just my garments. It's just, I think it's these overly treated dyed fabrics. I just, my body physically yeah. since January has not been able to handle it. So I was talking to a friend of mine, she's just a Great friend, grew up Catholic, but very not really associated with religion, more spiritual, studying shamanism. And I was telling her this, I was like, I don't know, this is insane to me. Like, I don't, here I was like the spokesperson for not wearing your garments, but now all of a sudden I'm like in this boat where I physically can't wear them. Like, if I have them on for more than an hour, like I'm breaking out in hives, all the areas that my garments are touching. I don't know what to do. And she said, Isn't it a beautiful thing though that the universe, God, like your source, your higher self, prepped you to be the messenger for seriously thousands of women that needed to hear your message, but it was really just the message that you needed to hear eight months later. Mm -hmm. And it just was like, oh yeah, that's right. And I have just gone to God in prayer and being like, something is happening and I can't ignore this human experience that I'm having. I don't believe in being a martyr for Jesus. I don't. I believe in connecting to divinity and understanding like these symbols are there to remind us of the sacredness of our body. Well, if I truly believe in that, then I'm going to honor my body. So just in the last, like, month, have I openly, like, willingly been like, okay, I've got to let these go because, I, I physically yeah. can't wear them.
1: Yeah. Because you were giving that advice to other people and then it's like, it's so hard
4: to take your own advice. <laughs>
1: You're like, yeah, but those, so moves, hard. Keep, those people, I can't be the one that doesn't wear them anymore. And it's like, right. Because I was like,
4: well, they've had babies. They've like, yeah. they're struggling. Like I haven't had babies. So I don't need this. I don't have those same struggle. <laughs> I haven't had hip surgery. It's fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden after a week of hives, my body's like, nah, bitch, nah, like, we're, not we're not going back. <laughs> Which truth be told, I feel like it's been a really spiritual experience as I've had to connect to God in that way to just, again, remind myself of like the symbolism of what these are, yeah. but then truly to like have a little come on a Jesus moment of like, these are spiritually meant to remind you of something and like they've taken you this far in your spiritual journey which is a beautiful thing and maybe now you are hitting an- another level where yeah. you don't need this literal physical reminder of the divinity of your body but honoring your body being comfortable in your skin is that next level and these are releasing these as part of that next level
1: mm, yeah yeah i think that's beautiful i yeah. like that because the the point of the garments isn't we want you to suffer like totally you know <laughs> there's plenty of like old testament vengeful god like and yeah. catholicism has like you know the a history of like people flogging themselves or people like doing self-harm in order to be like this is what god wants and it's like no it's actually not the point uh, the point isn't suffering the point is like you said a reminder that your body is sacred
4: And a connection to God. If you're not connecting to God, then what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think about, you know, I'm a lapsed Catholic. I don't go to church every Sunday. And there are some people that really love going to church. And I think about, well, if God is omnipresent and everywhere, then me, like, living out my life in a way that's, like, values-driven or, like, doing things that are connected to the values – that's got to count for something, right? Absolutely. Like there's totally. all these commandments and it's like, well, you are, this is a mortal sin. If you like say God or whatever, it's like, okay, but what about all the good things that I've done? Right. That are I like always, very Christ centered. Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know if Mormonism is as like punishing as, as it feels like the Catholic church can be like with the sins and the thou shalt nots instead of like thou shalt. Yeah. Shalls. yeah. Um, but I remember yeah. like, the last time I ever went to confession, I, it was right before I got confirmed, and I never went again because I was just like shamed. I was just like yelled at in the confessional by the priest because I didn't go to church every Sunday, and I was like, "I don't need this." Like, I don't and need how this old you? rule. You were like seven. No, oh,
1: okay. Com- <laughs> com- com- I thought <laughs> it was. Oh, confirmation. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was right after your. But your
4: sixteen birth is still yeah. too young to be shamed by an right. adult authority. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, then totally. also,
0: I remember we were being prepped as like the appropriate way to like do confession by a random youth group leader and he was just giving us rules that i like none of us had heard before that were like sins and we're just like okay like says you random random hippie like his name was sage and he was our like hippie (laughs) youth group leader we're like okay sage says we can't read our horoscope anymore like what like oh my god and i don't know and i don't know if you feel like it sounds to you it sounds to me like you had the same experience with just like some leaders of the church are like oh no you can't you have to do it this way or like it's just like arbitrary
4: yeah totally
0: let's talk about shame too because this podcast is a lot about shame and i saw in one of your posts that like and you kind of mentioned this a, a minute ago that like people are always kind of checking to see if you're wearing the undergarments right like you said you've had people like lift up your shirt oh yeah yeah yeah
4: yeah it's it's crazy and and there are people especially in predominantly LDS areas like in Utah like I know non-members that wear shorts under pants when they go to job interviews hoping to appeal to the LDS boss to get hired so that looks like so they wear short what do you mean just shorts, just like bike shorts, just to, so that you can see a garment line, basically, because our garments are like mm. shorts that we wear and like a top. And so in order to kind of appeal to make it look like they're more appealing for this job, they will wear just shorts so that it looks like they're wearing garments so that they can wow. at least have a chance. I'm using air quotes there, yeah. but Crazy. yeah, we do. And that's that's honestly why I started my like Instagram account was I was like, I don't I don't invite shame, especially like Brene Brown is such a gift to the human race about her research and study of shame and, and vulnerability. And I just, her work. changed uh, I, I have her have here. Yes. I have <laughs> That's, right here. I have a book right here. I say it. that there are like four books. Well, technically I'll say four books that altered the course of my life. The Alchemist, The Book of Mormon, When I Converted, The Gifts of Imperfection and The Book of Longing by Sue Monk Kidd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those four books changed the course of my life in in different phases. And with Brene Brown, at once I studied that and I really started to like work on getting shame out, I had no idea how much shame existed oh. in my oh. spiritual practice with God, which when I think about what God intends with even religion, I I really believe that God intended to have religion connect us to divinity, to help us on this earth. Mm-hmm. Like This earth life is fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Like, why would we not want some extra guidance? And but the way that mankind has just distorted it and changed it and forced it. And there is so much shame based teaching. And so Mm -hmm. I, a few years ago, started the journey of releasing shame, not just from my own interactions with other humans, but also with my interactions with God. And what I realized is that there was no shame between me and God. Everything that was shame based was teachings from these outside sources that were trying to come into this line that is direct for me to God. And so that's why I started my Instagram account was like, release the shame from your spiritual practice, whatever that is. And majority of my followers are LDS. And I would say that my next biggest group is like Jewish women, truth be told. Oh,
1: really? that's um,
4: yeah. And then and I've got a lot of Catholics and non-denominational Christians and Methodists, like just because they're like, wow, it's not really my world. But I relate to what you're saying when it comes to shame based teaching yeah. and not wanting that between me and God. And yeah, so I very much like that's again, even the garment thing was like release the shame. Why are you wearing these? What is the purpose of them? And if it's not working for you for whatever reason, where is the shame coming from? Because I'm going to almost guarantee you that if you really just went to God and you didn't seek external validation, there wouldn't be that there.
2: Yeah,
1: that's such good advice. Because whether or not you believe in like a God or a higher power or a universe, whatever that thing is that you're channeling to. That is the divine thing that you protect at all costs, right? That's your personal individual relationship to it. It's like, yeah, I love that you protect it like that. You're like, this will not be tainted by another mm -hmm. person. This is me. Yeah.
4: And that is just something that I always share to people, like which is I think that's the thing that I didn't realize. I kind of expected to talk more about like hippie things and like healing and crystals and like and just, oh like, we can go there.
3: Let's,
4: but- talk, let's talk about <laughs> mushrooms. Like I was like thinking I'd go that route with yeah. my account, like the Mormon hippie. But what I realized is that people were just like once I started speaking about like focus on love and the doctrine of what we believe and not this cultural bullshit, people were like. The best, they were just like dehydrated. They were like thirsty for, like, wait, what? Like, somebody was validating their experience. Cause so many people right now, especially in the LDS faith, I don't know if this is happening globally in Catholicism as well, but are just questioning. Women are awakening to their own internal, yeah. like, divine power. And we're starting to ask questions and starting to go, no, I don't want to do that. And they don't, and we don't. And so the church is having a lot of people leave right now. And I don't want, I'm, I didn't really, yeah. Like that. Yeah. And I'm not a reason for someone to stay or for someone to go. My yeah. my whole thought was I am authentically showing up as me in hopes that you feel more comfortable showing up authentically in your spaces. Cause you're gonna I want you to be different than me. I don't want you to be more like me. Which means if you're more traditional, but you're gonna go, Yeah, there's a reason I'm wearing my garments and it's this and I now feel a connection to it. That's beautiful. And if you're gonna go, I'm not wearing my garments anymore because this, that's also beautiful. Like that's what I hope is that people figure out what it is and why they're doing it with a connection to divinity, not to outside sources.
2: Yeah. It's so, it's like, it's so powerful and refreshing because I think, you know, we've talked about the education we've all received, some of which was via church. Some of it was, you know, via public school, but, but it just, sometimes it really started to feel like, you know, protecting our bodies and like, you know, taking care of our bodies and talking about our bodies was, Uh, diametrically opposed to, you know, anything church related and like just and it just makes you feel, I don't know, unwelcome altogether, you know, like, oh, this isn't a place for me. So I just think it's got to be so empowering for, you know, fellow Mormon women to be like, oh, it's, you know, that you can just, you know, still have a powerful relationship with God and also be like, yeah, and we can say period. You know, it's not gore, actually. We can say vagina, which that was the thing was like, people were like, I cannot believe you said
4: vagina and the president's like name in the same (laughs) sentence. Like, what? How can you? And that's what I say. I'm like, look, this is me. I can say shit and Jesus in the same sentence and feel completely fine. And if that's not something that you feel like you can handle, then unfollow me. I'm going to celebrate that because that's you being authentically you. But don't sit here and tell me what I can and cannot do in my spiritual practice. That's not your place. Oh, I, yes, got a, I got it. I got a Jesus. Thank you very much. Don't try to save my soul. He and I are good.
0: Yes. Ugh, love it. That's so awesome. I would love to know you mentioned, you know, the president of the church who I believe is like in his 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how you had said his name and vagina in the same sentence, which is like also, okay, kidney, also like elbow. What's the <laughs> he's big deal? He's also
4: a retired heart surgeon. So when people are coming at me, I'm all, this dude has like he's seven seen daughters shit. and he's seen shit. Like yeah. he's doing just fine. He's yeah. not offended by the word vagina. Yeah.
0: But did, what was the response you got from the church or, and, or him? Um,
4: Have things changed when it comes to, to like undergarments? So, In terms of them reaching out to me, like I know the New York Times reached out to them and the church initially said they were going to like make a comment, but then they didn't. Mm -hmm. So the church is very well aware of me. However, in recent years, our prophet has also made it known that he would like the full name of the church to be used. So it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we have a book of Mormon, which is why we got nicknamed Mormons. Right. Well, my Instagram handle is the Mormon Hippie. Whoopsies. (laughs) And I do it on purpose to say, Number one, I, first of all, I prayed about it for like a year and I was like, look, Jesus is fine with this. But also to say like, if you're a little bit different, like immediately because of what has been said, church members are going to know that I'm not the most traditional like Molly Mormon that they could meet considering <laughs> my name is the Mormon hippie. So it was also to know like those of you that feel like you're on the outside, you are welcome here. Um, and also because the other world, like I have friends in other religions, I have friends that are Hindu and Buddhist and Jewish and Catholic, and I also they know us as Mormons, So I have a great opportunity to talk about the church and talk about our full name. But if I was like the Latter-day Saint hippie, that would just not even, that's not <laughs> even cute. You know, like, yeah, so it was <laughs> it kind of the like same a, ring to it. It doesn't. And so. <laughs> i'm certain that they didn't address me because of the fact that if they were to do a pr thing it would not go in line with what they have been like i'm not joking they took out all of the books in their bookstores that had the title mormon in it besides the book of mormon so like if someone had a book that was like model mormon who was a used to be a runway model and isn't she had to retitle her book to be sold in the store in the church's bookstore um al carraway she had the tattooed mormon also had to change the title of her book so like things like that so here i am like the mormon hippie they're not going to like include me in a pr you That's know. really funny. Wow. So they, and, and so they
0: actually like might be
4: more mad at you that you're using the term Mormon. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, and then the other thing was, it's been interesting. There have been some statements made and some directions, some steps made in a certain direction that I think are. I'm trying really hard to view it as like actual progress versus mm-hmm. just a PR stunt. I mean that sincerely mm-hmm. because I did go to the New York times, which means I had, and I, all of a sudden, this article was covered in Brazil. It was covered in Canada. was covered in like Europe, but I was never expecting that. And so for example, like I get my gar- garments custom ordered. Well now like, you know, they could have a thicker waistband attached to them, which before that wasn't an option. So like, or they're working on the fabric. So friends of mine that had like a conference in California, like in October, there was a Q&A afterwards and they're like, what are you doing about women's garments? And they just said, one of the apostles said, we are very well aware of the issue. We have, you know, some people working on it. Um, I do know in November, the church put out uh, a job listing for an actual underwear designer <laughs> because right now they're not, they're not underwear designers. They're not going through underwear manufacturers. Right. Like it is designs made and then they are made and distributed by the church, like yeah. by people that like can work a sewing machine. That you know, so there have been some like hiring an underwear designer. They sent out a survey to like random members of the church to ask about garments. They, you know, now you can order custom garments for a little bit less expensive and with like some added additions. Um, so like yay, but also, right? Cute.
2: Yeah. Well, and like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This this there's probably lots of reasons this can't be an answer, but you'd think like because it's it's thoughtful to maybe use cheaper fabric to make them more affordable like that's a thoughtful and good thing like access is important but also like it, it feels like more in line with the church to like give to those in need you know like yes you know like the I, fact that everyone has to yeah. pay to participate i don't know that like, would
0: be like if you had to buy the blood of christ or like the body of christ <laughs> like in during eucharist like you're like so here's the body yes. of christ 25 cents
4: yeah <laughs> And that was my kind of argument. Was the churches, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is the wealthiest organization in the world right now? We have over hundred billion on reserve. Hello. And that that came out. That information came out in 2020 because you have a 15 million member strong church that we have all of us paying 10% in tithing,
2: right?
4: Every time we get paid. And so all of a sudden we, and, and the church is also has businesses. They own land, they own crops, they own, um, bookstores they own, right. They have businesses that they are, they own a, um, desert news, like they Mm -hmm. own news stations. Right. Um, so they make money and they do well and they have investment portfolios. Right. But because they're a church, they also aren't taxed in the same way. It's a whole thing. So my thought process, especially when I was having my own journey and then I was like, we need better fabric. And people were like, but it wouldn't be as, you know, accessible for people. And I said, I don't feel bad about that. The church is a hundred bill either make it free or like, I don't give a fuck. Like step up your game. Like what I don't, I'm so sorry. This is, this is a priority. Like, and the reality is the church spends money where it's a priority. And what this, I know from my experience is that women are not a priority in this church. So that is my understanding of, and people are like, you can't say how the tithe monies are used. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. But but I was also, but like, well even if even if we can't I don't even care but yeah. i'm like at the end of the day though but now that they're aware of the issue let's see what happens yeah like, they should absolutely give them to people in developing countries yes. they and they should absolutely and the thing is they made them they started making them in china which i know a lot of things are made in china um but they're just they're literally made of plastic they're all no. i can't think of the word but it's mixed yeah it's yeah.
1: mixed yeah. because like a blend synthetic thank you is you it blend. rayon
4: Probably.
0: I don't remember I- rayon that we learned know. that was in tampons. Yeah.
4: yeah. It's just a whole thing that's like, they're so cheaply made. And because even before, like the Caranessa is a fabric that's remind it's a reminiscent of bike shorts, which I have been mm-hmm. my favorite because they're like, hold me in. It's like I'm wearing yeah. Spanx. Right. I love yeah. it. Right. Well, two years ago, I've been ordering the same things for a decade. And all of a sudden, two years ago, I'm like, wow, what is happening? Like you can't because they, oh, this, they this stretchy, it. exactly. They change it. It has more plastic in it, which mm-hmm. we know because I'll say we do have these sacred symbols on the garments that when we, um no longer need them. We cut off the symbols because it's just respectful to our religion and the sacredness that we hold to them. And then we, you know, dispose of the cloth. We cut them up so they don't look like what they are. Um, Well, you can cut up the symbols. Like you're basically like meant to cut them up. You don't want to just like throw away these symbols. So I have always burned mine. And as I was burning them, I was like, it's literally plastic. Like what's surviving in this burn is plastic. It's melting. It's not if you burn fabric, oftentimes it'll just start to turn to ash, but this was not turning to ash. This was Fuck melting. That, and dude. A, a form of something. And I was like, this is why my vagina is struggling. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm getting yeast infections for the first time in my entire life. Oh my, my thighs are turning red and I can't breathe. Oh my like I can't God. breathe. Yikes. Yikes, boobikes.
0: Yeah. Holy shit, balls.
1: Okay. First of all, I feel like paying tithing. Should be seen like paying taxes. It's like, okay, we're equal members of... I mean, I don't know how the hierarchy in the Mormon church goes, but, like, I guess it's different in the Catholic church because we just have, like, the Pope and then bishops and stuff, but it's like, okay, but if we're all just, like, Christians or Catholics or all in this together... We should be able to say like, I don't want you spending this money on like oil drilling or like, right. you know, like right. a really a thing that goes like against our values. I mean, you who knows you could say like, I don't want this stuff made in a place where like people aren't being paid fairly. Like, right. you know, like right. people should and obviously people should be able to say this is wrecking my body. <laughs> like,
4: I think so when that when that record Jesus. came out because here's the thing the church doesn't we it's not we just know they have hundred billion in stocks and in, in, in uh, excess. We don't know exactly what the portfolio shares because they're a church. They don't have to like Might distribute disclose. their, disclose their funds. Yeah. So truth be told, when that statement came out, there was, I want I don't want to say a mass exodus, but a big old chunk of peeps that were mm-hmm. like, that is the final fucking straw. Like mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. Like, because you're right. As if you will, taxpayers, we should be able to say like, we want our money to go here. Right. Which is I, but, but the thing is with the church and how things are taught. And I mean this in the best people with shame based teaching because we believe in a prophet. Like I do I do believe that President Nelson is a prophet. I do believe that he's inspired and that he's re- leading an organization that's 15 million strong. I believe that. But I also hold space for his humanity, which right. means his mistakes. If he was perfect, he'd be translated. He wouldn't be here. But right. last time I checked, <laughs> Jesus Christo is the only perfect one that's ever walked the planet. So I don't put the prophets instead of Jesus. But in our scriptures, we have a scripture that says, whether it is by the mouth of myself or my prophets, it is the same. I see. And so that's a that's a nice scripture. I get it, I feel you, But that doesn't change the fact that I have a direct line to God in my own prayer journey, but people really believe. So when I started saying to use the tithing money, you know, the hundred bill for yeah. garments, people were like, oh my gosh, it's almost like you think you know better than the prophet of God who leads <laughs> and guides this church under the direction of Jesus Christ himself. And I'm all, okay. <laughs> I think you're putting the prophet in the non-human category and that yeah. is false doctrine. So check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Read some scripts. Learn the doctrine of the church. Take These a are humans don't look beings. in the mirror. <laughs> For real. Like our prophets are humans. Like Joseph Smith himself was like married to 14 year olds. Like homeboy was a pedophile. Like, don't love that part of our history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let's not make him Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I joined the church later in life, which meant, ew, hate that, but appreciate some of the work that you did. I'm gonna go ahead and just let the other part be. And okay, I actually had this epiphany today because I was talking to people about polygamy that's existed in our church and sexism Mm -hmm. and things like that. And she's like, why? Why is this something that we don't talk about with Joseph Smith? And I was like, well, because the church is also really good at marketing. Let's just say that. You got to appeal to your audiences. Um, But secondly... All of the scriptures, that Council of Nicaea in 15-whatever, when they put the scrolls of the Old and New Testament together, men decided what was included. Thousands of scrolls Mm. were not included. We had the scrolls of Mary Magdalene that were discovered in like 1920, right? And I'm reading that book right now.
1: Ooh, that's cool. I really want to. Yeah, that's
4: cool. It's it's fascinating so far. But the thing about that is I'm like, what if these disgusting scriptures were also kept like Lot and his daughters and these, what if they were also kept so that these men could justify their Mm, actions mm. in God? So they made all of this possible to Mm. show. And the fact that women are not named, like somebody even yesterday was like, why does the story of Lot's wife bother me so much? I'm like, let me tell you, because we don't have very many named women in the fucking scriptures. And then the one that's not named, first of all, she's Lot's wife. Secondly, the whole story is about her being horrible. And evil and yeah. awful. And I don't think that's true. Like yeah. that bitch was turning back because like my damn kids are there. Like, am, are we leaving? Yeah. Is this for real? Like that poor woman is probably one of the most misunderstood women in the history of time. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test
2: and that's unforgivable. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, but I just feel like, like we have these situations, right? And even like in our church history, like with polygamy and honestly, like pedophilia, like exists because there are these scriptures, these old yeah. ones that like are there. And it gives men like physical human men a chance to justify their mm gross actions in the name of God. Yeah, But if we just took a step back and recognize the the human element of these scriptures and also the human element of how they were put together and why they were put together, I believe we can be a Christian people and a Christ-loving people that I read the scriptures, I but I don't read them being like, oh my gosh, the Lord Jesus Christ, please communicate to me. I'm like, <laughs> ooh, can you tell me what not to do with some of these? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I go to them, I'm like, tell me what this person's experience was with you and how can I learn from it? Is it to better communicate this way? Is it to like, holy hell, look at this horrible mistake that somebody made? Yeah. Right. But people read yeah. the
2: scriptures as if it's like the holy word of God and we mm-hmm. must learn
4: from them and repeat them. And
2: you know, yeah, it's some- so important to remember humans were behind it. Yeah.
0: Um, It's really interesting to hear you talk about, too, how you came to Mormonism late in life. And I wonder if that like helps you kind of reconcile with the flaws of the church because I feel like I mean maybe this is just me thinking off the top of my head but like if you're raised in a religion where you sort of it's from from age zero you sort of are like not brainwashed but kind of you know like told to believe this and then those doubts start hitting you late in life and you go wait if that's not I don't like that. What else doesn't make sense to me? Whereas if you're like an older person who makes the choice, it feels like you sort of come into it with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's flawed. But like,
4: I appreciate it. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm also the person that will take what resonates and leave the rest. Yeah. yeah. Like when people are like, but this, and I'm like, I don't believe that. And yeah. they're like, well, what do you, what do you mean? But like, those people probably ha- were told they have to, because that's just exactly. What they, yeah. That's, really that's what, that's what makes God love them. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. this human right. element thrown on them that I'm mm-hmm. like, God loves you because you exist. God doesn't give a shit what church we go to, truth be told. Like, I don't believe that even though I belong to a church, that's pretty like the big testimony that people have with Mormon's church. Like, I will never say this because it doesn't resonate with me, but like, this is the one true church. Mm -hmm. Like, that's neat. (laughs) <laughs> like i but they've grown up Cute for you hearing that and yeah. yeah and like knowing like this is god's path for you so the second they need like beer off of it they're like i'm going to hell which is fascinating because mormons don't even believe in hell mm. oh my god like,
0: wait you're, are that's... you telling me the crazy mormon hell dream from book of mormon isn't an actual thing <laughs>
2: that song
4: <laughs> i have not seen the musical
2: oh
0: it's so good
2: so i, I can't mean, i know I... is it for is it good for mormons
4: i don't know oh, i haven't seen, seen it truth be told i was
2: like, i was I'm on sure my
4: mission like it. It. I was on my mission when it came out and oh, afterwards wow. it was just like a, yeah, I don't think that's going to vibe with me because yeah. I know, but my mom, so my family are not members of this church. Like right. they they grew mm-hmm. up, we were like CEO Catholics, like Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> and then we changed and shifted and I had best friends that were Jewish and one that was Buddhist in high school. So anyway, but my mom saw the book of more musical when I was on my mission and all I know is the day that I got back, she goes, yeah, I saw the book of more musical. She's like, I mean, you take out all the F words, you take it all. The- it's actually kind of a nice musical. And I was like, Cool, can't see myself seeing it, Mom. And she just started. <laughs> she started bawling, and she's like, "But it made me understand why you went on a mission and why you left us to do what you did." Oh, that's oh, wow. sweet. And I was like, "That's tender." Where did you go I, on your mission? Wow. Salt Lake City. No, what? No. <laughs> so I'm from Arizona, but I got called to Salt Lake City. Here's the thing: I i am a convert, so they sent me to the Mormon mecca to okay. show all these members like what conversion looks like. Interesting. Which I experienced a lot of and wow. Yeah, the in the
0: musical they do have a song about salt lake city salt lake city
4: anyway it's good i've it. seen it twice i should i should learn it because i'm a singer so that would be funny if i started oh, singing that would really my audience would just adore that especially a really more traditional like audience the ones that like you know shame me on a daily and right. are telling me i am sh- a satan worshiper is so cute oh
1: my god i should also sing
4: the book of more musical to satan them
1: worship. so tried and true I- come back for
0: people <laughs> 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 oh, I would love to talk about periods now in the LDS yes. faith um but before that i guess put putting a pin in this part of the conversation like why did you convert to the the mormon faith like what was it that drew you to it
4: um so the story of joseph smith's vision is that he saw god the father and jesus christ as two separate beings mm-hmm. And immediately that resonated with me because I had friends that were Jewish that believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if God and Jesus are two separate beings, it means that that's true, that she can believe in God and not Jesus. And she's still right. And I also had a friend that was Buddhist that believe in multiple gods. Mm -hmm. And if God and Jesus are two separate beings, that means she's right too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in terms of Christianity, because I was anti-Christian before I was Mormon, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like superbly anti-christian like absolutely not these
1: people are I, insane
4: <laughs> yeah like i was like because i felt like my interactions with christians were always about putting people down and always making yeah. themselves seem better and, and i was like what the fuck are you guys doing like especially coming from a background where my best friends are jewish and buddhist and i was just like nothing that it was like we were always like the the souls that needed saving. We were always, no. and it was just like, Oh my gosh. And when I was 10, I had a, this fabulous uncle. His name is uncle Paul, but he changed his name to Ursula. He was fab. He was gay and fantastic. Um, he died of stomach cancer. And I was no. telling people about his funeral, about how there are people in suits, but people with like pink mohawks. And it was so cool. And, and this girl, and I, we, we were like 10, which makes me so sad for the household she grew up in, but she goes, but your uncle was gay. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, he's burning in hell. Oh my god. And I god. was like, Oof. what? And she was like, well, yeah, Jesus doesn't love gays. Like your uncle's burning in hell. And I was like, I don't even know what the hell Jesus is, but I am not a part. I'm not about it. Yeah. yeah, You know? So here I am years later, like open to religion. And my friend who is LDS was so not judgmental. Like I swear, like a sailor, I'm a huge feminist, gay rights activist. And she just loved me. And we were mm-hmm. friends and, you know, she didn't drink and she didn't smoke, but I was like, I didn't understand, you know? (laughs) And so the more I learned about her, the more I was fascinated. I was never like investigating, like, oh, let me see if this is right for me. It just like came really slowly over the course of a year and a half. And I just felt like the two beings which is really important we also believe that we're made in the image of god and this was the first mm. christian sect of re- of any religion that i had heard said well you're made in the image of god and i was like right but i don't agree with that because i'm a woman. they're like "Well, we believe in a heavenly mother like you are there is a divine god who is female and a divine god who is male mm. and that was the only sentence i heard and i was like done like mm. yeah. done like there is there is divinity here and female presence but i will say right now i'm causing a big old ruckus again the mormon hippie because we there's been a new wave of women who are like tired of silencing heavenly mother because she's really not talked about she's really Mm. it's like oh she's so sacred but we're all debunking these myths of like bullshit she's not too sacred she's not fragile she doesn't need protection fuck that like Mm. we are talking about her we are her like let's and so i have a lot of people come in into me recently being like how dare you talk about her and i'm like oh my gosh like it's a whole thing But part of the anger and frustration that's happening is our church leaders recently had a meeting where they're like, if you're going to talk about Heavenly Mother, you should lowercase it. We don't have any information on her. And so we really can't like, you can't speculate. They're concerned about the amount of like uh, social media accounts that there are about Heavenly Mother when we really Mm -hmm. shouldn't speculate about her. But as I've worked and, and, because of Instagram and because of the internet and glory be to God of information available. Like Mm. there are so many symbols in the old and new Testament of a divine female presence that when you learn it in the context of symbols back then, she is everywhere. Mm. Divine femininity is everywhere in the scriptures and it's beautiful and it's lovely. And I'm like, oh, I think God knew that these mofos were going to take female perspectives out of the scrolls. So he was like, watch me put her Mm -hmm. in all this symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave that for y'all because when they really figure it out, it's unstoppable. Da Vinci code um, kind of. Yes. <laughs> so, so the reason why for me, I joined the LDS churches. I was like, it's a Christian. It, it felt right for me to accept. But my Jesus is different than what I'm learning other people. like My Jesus is like the brown skinned, like, mm-hmm. crystal wearing, meditating, centered in love, grounded.
2: Also a hippie. Totally hippie, yeah, like absolutely.
4: That's my Jesus, who you know is like rocking the gospel music and is not offended. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it like,
2: kind of sounds like you're
0: describing Sage, my youth group leader.
4: <laughs> <laughs> maybe Sage and I would get along.
0: I help Sage
4: Jesus. Oh, maybe please. Sage should like maybe not use some shame based teaching. Just share things, but, but yeah, so there were these things that drew me in, and so I kind of jumped in. And I, I and I don't do anything half assed. Like I jumped in and like mm-hmm. two years later went on a mission like i kind of swung on the pendulum right like i was mm-hmm. a drinking smoking you know and then all of a sudden i was like all yeah. super clean all these things like i was no longer a gay rights activist being like i don't know exactly what to think or what to feel but i'm gonna just do this thing because i think i just need to try it out mm-hmm. and now i found my middle ground we're mm-hmm. like i'm all yeah. fuck that yeah <laughs> i'm a gay rights activist and also i believe in heavenly mother i'm going to talk about her i believe in a divine feminine oh prophets are going to tell me that this has to be done no thank you
2: I'll take it into consideration. Exactly.
4: I'll pray about it. If it doesn't resonate with my heart and soul, I would rather, I will never sacrifice my integrity and my authenticity for somebody else. Mm -mm. Which is,
1: yeah, which is what we should all be doing anyways. Yeah. Because, you know, if Jesus was anything, he was a person that was like, fuck whatever the state's doing. Like, the government's Mm -hmm. really fucked up. Or these institutions are really fucked up. So yeah. it's, like, required to for us to be critical of these man-made institutions and be, like, you know, it troubles me that the Pope is not, like, go. we're pro-condoms. We're pro-saving people from HIV. We're going to go ahead and, like, make this readily available to people. You know, like, that yeah. <laughs> concerns me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm allowed to do that. You know, I'm, like, I'm allowed to have that. Have that and opinion. I also make...
4: I will say people that are more traditional in my faith think I'm a saint worshiper because I talk like this on my Instagram and like I'll make jokes like, cause in the church there was a prophet that said women should only have one piercing this, that no tattoos, which I do not subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you know, and I'm just like laughing cause I, I made a reel that was like a joke of like God being sarcastic. And it was like him talking to his associates. And it was like, yes, no, we have a lot of concern, AIDS, starvation, for sure. We're going to address those. But you know what? We have double piercings happening. So I'm going to go ahead and chat (laughs) with Gordon. No, no, no. Gordon's going to address that. We're going to make sure that Gordon talks about that. Like, I'm joking because that's the prophet's name. And I love that prophet. I love that prophet. But- I don't, it's his opinion, you know, yeah, but people so take true. it like it's gospel. Like there are women that are like 50 years old that are like, I took out my piercings because I followed the prophet. Like you should consider doing the same. And I'm all neat. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and just keep getting tats. But thank you.
2: JC. That's cool
4: with me. so, it is really,
0: man, the shame. that, And it's always, and it really feels like in every religion, it's really geared to women. Like, yes, men also have to wear those undergarments. Yes, men, you can't have tattoos either. But it really does feel like it's, it's geared towards the ladies. Totes. Um, Speaking of which, let's talk about your period and how the LDS faith addresses periods. Um, So you got your period before you were in the yes. faith.
4: Yes. Um, I was like 21 in the faith and I got my period at 13. Okay.
0: So let's just back up then and do a little menstrual history. What was Sasha's first period like? And what was your education like before that? Like,
4: yeah. Give girl, us a little menstrual journey. Girl menstrual (laughs) journey was very open in my house. I have a mom and a sister that's, and then my dad, but my parents divorced. So three ladies living in the house. Mm -hmm. I was ready for my period for like years before it Mm. came. Like I had enough for a small developing country worth of pads and tampons with me at any time just <laughs> like in case I got it word. literally we went to eco week in sixth grade and half my suitcase was like pads and tampons my mom's like even if you get your period you're not gonna need this much I'm like mom you just don't know like I could no. I could need things um so I got my period January 3rd 2001 you remember wow. the day I remember I my do day. I was Powerful. at my uncle's house in Colorado and I remember telling my cousin like. Jonathan, go get my mom. Like, and he comes back and he's like, My mom, your mom said to tell you that the toilet paper is under the sink. I'm like, no, go get her. Tell her to come here. <laughs> so she comes here and I show her my bloody tissue and she just starts crying. She's like, oh. It was a very like sweet little moment. So we go to the store to get things because I didn't bring my small third world oh. country supply of <laughs> right. products. The one time
2: you don't um, pack
4: it. Yeah, bless my mother's heart. So we're in, I'm in like the tampon pad aisle, like trying to just like gander as if I know what I'm doing. And then I, I grab something and I walk out and she is in the main aisle and she is holding chocolate and a and a rose. And she just starts singing, Sasha, you're a woman, no mom. In the grocery store with both of these things in her hands. I love it. So we check out, it's fine. We go back to my uncle's house the next morning. My uncle sees this flower and a box of chocolates there. And he's like- What's this for? My mom's like, Sasha became a woman last night, and he goes, she had sex. She's thirteen. <laughs> my mom's like, no, she got her period. I wouldn't bring my thirteen-year-old daughter flowers and chocolates for having sex at thirteen. <laughs> oh my god, what a story! That was my first time. What wait, wait, sing. Please sing,
0: regale us with that song again. I want to. I want to sit in that.
4: Sasha, you're a woman now. <sighs> So beautiful. Yeah. So job, beautiful. so embarrassing. Were you embarrassed? So embarrassed. Oh, Completely. <laughs> okay. And my face turns real red real quick. And it was just like, you know, and we're at the checkout. She's like, she got her period. It's so fun. She had a period. I'm all, oh,
2: shut mom, shut up. <laughs> I worry.
4: I worry I'm going to be that mom. You can be that mom. Oh, I am. I'm going to do it times 10. My daughter's going to have a fucking party <laughs> with all of her friends. We're going to have a QA. and a Like I just oh, envisioned this whole. <sighs>
1: yeah.
4: So then, so okay,
0: how... Leading, a, I don't know what I'm asking. I guess just yeah, I, I'm curious. We, we've we've kind of touched here and there in the podcast over the years on how religions deal with menstruation. Um, how
4: is is it talked you know, about in the LDS faith? I didn't grow up in the church, so I can't mm-hmm. tell you what is happened as a youth. I can say that because of the position I am on Instagram and things sharing I did hear a lot of stories especially around the garment conversation where people basically told me like I grew up in a house with all brothers and I wasn't allowed to keep any supplies in Uh, the bathroom in case my brothers saw it so I would have to have like a period towel so that if I got my period I could like leave the bathroom with a towel in myself so I could go to my room and then assess the situation so then I could then go back to the bathroom and clean myself up but they were not allowed to have supplies in the bathroom to show their brothers. That's not everyone. That's just, I know that was like a few different yeah. experiences that I was like, Holy hell. Holy I did not
2: grow up like that. I mean, I,
0: I, I, bet you that's not an LDS thing. I bet you that's a just conservative, you know, yes. Situation where it's yes. like, how it's like, how dare you they
4: talk about
0: alert like, the boys. The gore. About the, this ex- you don't want to.
4: Yeah. The gore. Oh yeah. Oh my
1: God. Like there are times when women are treated like we're fragile little things that can't break. The way that we treat
4: these little
1: cis boys, like, they will faint by seeing a pad. Like, what do they think? What happened?
4: <laughs> have you did you guys see that like it wasn't a meme but it was a story that was shared where this mom of the mo- of the girl basically said my 11 year old daughter got her or 12 year old daughter got her period at school and it was actually a boy that came up to her with his sweater and said hey wrap this around yes, Let's see got see. your period like and it was like and she just was like thank you to the mother of that son who yeah. taught her son to be respectful and kind and just like he helped her and I was like that is the kind of son that I want to raise like yes. this whole like you're right like this fragile like oh my gosh if they see a period if they see a period if they see shoulders if they see ankles like go yeah.
0: fuck yourself they man. can't control themselves
2: I, they're they I, are quick I, to being, be offended
4: yes being a convert i mean again i have this mouth and i've always had it and mm-hmm. I, I didn't swear I, there was like years i didn't swear but so like just picture me being loud and myself but not swearing <laughs> i remember the first time i was in these like young single adult wards right because i was 21 when i joined the church so i had friends are were all my age we all went to church together mm-hmm. and i remember sitting and watching baby mama with tina fey and Anne yeah. And I'm all, oh, oh," like quoting the whole thing. Like, can I just spray some Pam down there? And I remember a guy was like, stopped it and was like, I'm sorry, can we pause this? Is this appropriate? Should we be watching this movie? And I just looked at him and I, and I was kind of alone because the girls immediately were like, oh, because right. A male person is Mm. shaming them for enjoying something. And I said, what do you think is going to happen when you have a kid? Don't you think you'd like kind of want to know some of the conversations that are had about women and babies? Like you're supposed to multiply and replenish your earth, dude. Why don't you know a little (laughs) bit about it? And like immediately I was like, first of all, can't date him. We had a crush on him. That immediately ended. (laughs) But secondly, (laughs) like I'm seriously the only one in the room that is standing up for all of us women that were totally enjoying this movie. There was like four guys there and the other guys were kind of like kind of embarrassed, but just like laughing with it, you know, because it's funny. Yeah. But I remember that was a situation that I was like, are you kidding me? And he left and we kept watching it. Wow, Uh, you didn't feel comfy so there is like this conservative like religious like ooh like women you can have this issue but don't talk about it and same thing with like truth be told when you get your garments like you're instructed by the matron of the temple who's the wife of the president of the temple that you're getting your um, that you're going through your ceremony with. And she, I remember when I had my instruction with the garment, she was like, you know, you wear this to your skin, you know, night and day. There's only, you know, there's activities you can't wear. If it's not appropriate, don't wear them. But for the most part, like, and I also got my endowments in Mesa, Arizona. And she said, the devil will want you to think that it's getting hotter by adding an extra layer, but it's not. And I was like, girl, it is hotter with an extra layer, <laughs> yeah.
1: but I, I
4: let that go. But she was like, you know, when you get your period, do your best to keep the blood off the garments. That was her advice Wow, was like, keep your blood off the garments, which I was like, okay, yeah, they need to stay white. But as someone that I was like, I consented to wearing garments. I did not consent to multiple layers. I did not because even my friends and my mission president who I love when this whole article came out, he's like, why don't you just wear underwear? And I said, cause it's another layer and I don't want to because yeah. I don't want to. Also- That's why.
0: What is the stance on tampons? Because I imagine if you have it in a lot of religions, they don't want young girls to wear tampons because there's this weird thing about putting things up your vagina. So like don't bleed
4: on your garment, but don't I mean, is is wearing tampons seen as a no-no? I would say depends on the family. Absolutely. Okay. I, I've i been wearing tampons since I was 14. And yeah. I, I had the mother I had, you know, but right. like, I feel like there were some girls that didn't. And I'm sure there are women that their moms were like, baby girl, you got to wear tampon, you know, like, mm. so yeah, I would say it is fine. But yeah, oh, the man. whole like, don't get blood on there. And then it's just like, a if you get blood on there, you have to buy new ones. And it's kind of like this, oh my gosh, okay, well, I got to keep buying underwear. So it stays white and pure, which again, symbolically i understand but yeah. just like i don't think jesus or god or heavenly mother are offended by the fact that i have a human function that they fucking made me to have mm-hmm. and i'm bleeding mm-hmm. on these things that are meant to remind me that my body is sacred what if the blood itself is what i'm supposed to remember is sacred yes. not the garments? thank
1: you oh. thank you, Asha. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you it's like life-giving like reminder that your body yes. can make life. If it's
0: Jesus's blood, we're okay
4: with it. We drink that shit
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: for real.
2: Yeah, oh, it's wow. <laughs> real. All the double
4: standards. <laughs> that is the double standard. Like we literally believe in the symbolism or whatever. Drinking yeah. Jesus's blood, but like women, don't you dare have this issue.
0: Um, Sasha, we ask all of our. Uh, blessed guests, three crazy questions, <laughs> and we would love to know. Number one, if
4: your period were a reality star, who would it be? Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like, even though I've never seen it, I feel like it would be Tiger King.
0: Yeah, the King, Tiger King, the
4: Tiger King, because <laughs> I just feel like they were just so open, like it was very normal. They had cats, like had, it was just very normal. Also, everyone wanted to be a part of it and watch it, mm-hmm. and. I just feel like people want to be it for Halloween. So people know my period; they want to be my period. Everyone's talking Even about it. They don't so if you know the ha- whole story. Exactly, they just fully accept it because I talk about it so damn much. It's just like he talked about his cats. Your and period is a is cultural really phenomenon. Easily.
0: He's a very evil man. People don't <laughs> know.
1: People don't know this, but Sasha's period is currently in prison for trying to kill her. So. It really makes a
4: lot of sense. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've never seen it. All I knew was that like, and I'm such a, I'm so stubborn. Like I won't watch things when they're super popular. Like, sure. Feel free to judge me. I like didn't watch Gilmore Girls until like two years ago because I was that just too many. Insane. And so with Tiger King, I still have never seen it. But all I know is that people dress like him and he just was like, so like normalizing this fucking cats that he had. So I just yeah. feel like if, and as someone that's never seen it, I just like that describes my period. Like it's very normal in my world. Sure. People want to you know be a part of it because it sounds fun and then yeah. also like they want to dress like me for halloween and dress like my period
2: i think okay. yeah i, I think your that. period is the the um society's understanding of tiger king you <laughs> yes. know yes. more than <laughs> yeah i think that works yeah. <laughs> or carol baskin maybe
4: Sure. do i don't in that show did she kill her husband i don't know I just think of all those like TikTok reels, like Carol Baskin Baskin, (laughs) to like the ratchet.
0: I think you, your period might be more like Carol Baskin in that. Like she's misunderstood, like not given a fair shot. Like people demonize her maybe. And maybe also is a murderer.
4: Maybe people also want to dress like her for Halloween. So I feel good about that. That And Kate McKinnon is now playing her on TV. So
0: I
2: love
4: Kate.
0: Love Kate.
2: Okay. Here's our second crazy question. What is your period wearing? Anything that Queen Latifah is wearing. Correct. Mm. That's the correct she answer. Is,
0: Nailed is this it. This is pro-Queen Latifah <laughs> podcast. <so I> <laughs> when you say, say, say that, it's like, I'm, I'm
4: imagining like jumpsuits. Oh. N- jumpsuits. Here's the thing. She's so fly. Jumpsuits. I mean, to the Oscars, she wore this beautiful like yellow dress. She wears oh. sparkles really well. She does like a pulled back. Fucking ponytail that is like oh. so long, really well. But she also does like a like curly, really. I mean, she just yeah. has so many. She's diverse, and that's what I love yeah. about her. So well, she does chic, can't...
2: and then she also does like bright, vibrant, glam. Like... Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. She
4: does glam and like bad. I always say she's the perfect balance of badassery and class. Yeah, and yeah. that is what I aim that's for in bad life. Bad classery. So if my vagina. Yeah, if my vagina is wearing something, Queen lativa has definitely put it on the red carpet before. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> It's a yes. Rent the Runway, but only exclusively Queen Latifah previously. Yeah. Queen, yeah. Queen Law, Miss Dana <laughs> Owens, I need all the things you've been wearing. My period would like to wear
4: it. Okay. <laughs> she has hats, too. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And she does have... She is so fly, you guys. I'm a huge fan. I'm not joking. Like, she... Did
1: you watch her show? She had, like, a daytime talk... Sh- didn't you have a daytime talk show for She her? did
4: have a daytime talk show, but I didn't have TV back then. It was, like, mm. when I was in college, and then I went on a mission, so it was, like, but oh, I, yeah. I I... I'm subscribed to her YouTube channel. So I, I love watch, it. Amazing. I that's watch clips amazing. of it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but the, honestly, that talk show is something that I love about her too, because it was like canceled after one or two seasons. And she even says, like, I tried it. It didn't really work out for me, but I'm really glad I did it. And that's what I love about her. She tries everything.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. she
4: produces, so she has her own product, like, like flavor units. She has all these things that she does. She's a singer. She's a rapper. She's an yeah. actress. Like, do you all know that she sings jazz?
2: doesn't surprise you know me I mean That's
4: yeah cool. I have been to see her in concert second no. row for her jazz for her jazz concert oh so God, your I cried. period
0: is out there like rocking like
4: any red yellow carpet. dresses and singing jazz she's painting singing jazz absolutely also like willing to like pull off this like bomber black jacket with black pants and like high top sneakers as well like she can pull it all
1: yes off. yes I, I like to think that Sasha's period is painting the carpet red if you will Wow! <laughs> um, yes. Wow! Secret. Absolutely! <laughs> Thank
4: you! Absolutely! With a little "You and I, too, I" a little bitch in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Love
1: perfect. it! Okay! Absolutely! Last cue: If your period were a painting, what
4: would be the title? Uh, puissance féminine, which is feminine power in French.
0: Ooh! <sighs> Very beautiful and Thank so you. what does that painting look like
4: it looks like this tattoo i have on my head, on my rib cage that i just got when i was in hawaii it's frisson's <gasps> feminine and it has waves and the waves are like a reminder that my feminine power is mm. consistent it is bold it is strong it's peaceful it's beautiful but it's also really powerful yes. and then the moon phase is in the full phase to remind me that the beauty is literally mm. in the ebb and the flow Ugh. we're not supposed to stay constant
0: Wow. Sasha, I feel like Beautiful. when we had, when we booked you on this show, I did not expect a, a talk with someone who is in the LDS faith to be so like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, you're so the like, hippie? yeah, I mean, you're, it's like, <laughs> like so weird, so that, Open, like, you know, you're open, but oh, it's yeah. like you, you embrace the sort of like feminine power in a way mm. that I just didn't expect out of, out of someone who's religious. And I really appreciate yeah. it. And I just thank you so much, much for you coming on the show and how can people find you and what message do you want to leave with people
4: oh my gosh thank you um people can find me on instagram at the mormon hippie i talk about releasing shame from your spiritual practice love and the him. bullshit that exists in the lds church totally a little balance of both um yeah i'm like a i'm like a zen person that's all about loving and compassion and supporting women but i can also handle that ass if i have to like people <laughs> come at me with hate i'm like i can only support you so long um And then the thing that i would leave with people is if they could ever spend like just one minute a day for the rest of their lives offering peace compassion and love to your womb space whether or not you were born with Mm -hmm. that womb space or not it doesn't matter but i just feel like there's so much that is forced like we are taught about our periods and our human and our women and our female experience on this earth is always a curse it's always hard it's always awful like push through just and i just have learned so much because i do yoni steaming like how much we don't offer love and compassion and grace to that area so Doing that for a few minutes a day, even in my period when I'm cramping, like offering gratitude, like, thank you so much for working so hard. Thank you for what you're doing. You're trying to release this stagnant blood and it's not going well. Like, I've really just tried to experience like gratitude and love and compassion for that area, Um, for my womb space, for my vagina, for my yoni, all of that. And I've literally heard things. Like, I feel like it's speaking back to me. She's there. She's mm. present. And I, as I'm like, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help you because of this cramping, like, please let me know. And then I went to go reach for something. And she's like, actually, that caffeine would not help me right now. I'm like, oh, of course. Absolutely,
2: sis. I got What's you. What's your
4: womb's voice sound like?
2: Um, When you're good Steve. to mama. Oh, yes. yes.
4: It <laughs> is now. It is absolutely. Queen La, you are now the voice of my... Of my. What's what's her what's their character's name space. on Chicago? Matron Mama Morton. Yep, that's when it. You're good to mama. Mama's good to you. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Sasha. So, Blisteners should know that offline we had a whole talk about yoni steaming, and we will return to that conversation another you know. time. But no. we need to wrap this up because we've taken so much we've of your kept time. Kept you very we, long. Yes, and we appreciate okay. it, but we'll come back to Yoni steaming we at will. another time and we will maybe we'll, ha- we'll try it. We'll put do it. It's steam the best thing there. ever. That's great. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely come back to that, but thank you so much. And listeners, please follow Sasha on Instagram at the Mormon hippie. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Thanks, Sasha! I mean, I, I, after chatting with Sash, uh, I wish we lived closer. So it's like, I think just be super fun to get coffee with you. That's so true.
0: I, I think the thing that spoke to me most about what Sasha said was this idea of like, so many religions, and she I think in this moment she was talking about, like, the underwear. And, like, if you get blood on the sacred underwear, that's a bad thing. But, like, what if the blood is the sacred thing? Ugh. Like, what if that's what's sacred? So, like, flipping mm. it on its head. And I think yes. because religion is so patriarchal, there's no, like, there's no embracing of the female divine. Yes. And, like, listen, if we could vote for our next god... I would vote for Sasha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Look, if we I mean, have to have a God. In my head, I was like, Sasha for God. Yeah, <laughs> Sasha for God. <laughs> I'm saying it right here and now. If, we, if I had to vote okay. for God.
2: <laughs> Mark it here.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some other people too. <laughs> sure.
2: Um, no, it's so true. I mean, it really just like opened my eyes up to just how little I knew about Mormonism or the Mormon faith, um, mm-hmm. but just knowing mm-hmm. the origin and the ceremony of receiving the undergarments and that it's like a reminder that like your body is a gift and you know, I'm like, that's so beautiful. And I never like, mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. It. I don't know any other religion that references your body like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I did love that part. It's, it's funny that they're like, your your body's a gift. Now that gift does
0: expel dirty blood.
2: Right. Once yeah, a yes. Your body's also <laughs> wrong and bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't show anyone your gift. Every yeah.
1: religious, yeah. Every religious institution is just like, hey, read your own book. Like that's how totally. you could be better if you yeah. just read that thing. Everything he, would be so great.
0: True. It Push would be solved. S- <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> hey, read that thing you wrote. <laughs> read that thing you wrote.
2: <laughs> Enlighten you.
0: Um, everyone should follow Sasha at the Sasha Piton, which is S A S H A P I T O N. Um, she's just like a like a great a great follow. I yes. highly recommend.
2: Gang, you're gonna want to tune in next week. So hopefully you heeded our warning in previous episodes, but next week is the week that we are discussing, uh, the book squad by Maggie Takuta hall. It is our bleeding rainbow of the season. And we're talking to the author herself. Um, so if you haven't read squad yet, go track it down. It's probably at your library. It's probably at your local indie bookstore. You can probably buy it. It's a fast read. It's a graphic novel. It's fucking rad. Um, And we sit down with Maggie, and we have a very fun, very empowering, very, like, let's burn it all down conversation with her, which I think you're all going to like. Until uh, next week with Maggie, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram, Vicious Cycle Podcast. You can uh, email us, viciouscyclepodcast at gmail.com. If you got a fun story, but don't feel like calling. Or if you feel like calling, the hotline's 9106 Uterus. If you want even more of us, we got that Patreon. You can support us for as low as $2 a month and get very fun content. Patreon.com backslash to Cycle Podcast. And always remember to keep calm. And bleed on
0: on your your Mormon underwear. underwear. Our theme song was written by Meg Trowbridge and performed by The Go Ahead. Find them at thegoaheadmusic.com. And our Vicious cycle logo was created by Katie Newman. Find her at katienewman.online.